Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Welcome to Trina Talk. If you're listening, go out and subscribe to the show so that you won't miss an episode. My goal here with Trina Talk is to empower and impact people all around the world. So I need your help to do that. Go out and tell your friends, your family, and everyone you know to listen to Trina Talk. There's a new episode every Monday. Welcome to episode 200. The topic of this week's episode is, what is your message? My guest this week is Eugenia Oganova. Eugenia is a business strategist, personal transformational expert, and messaging energetic coach with over 20 years of experience. She is a self-made millionaire in a personal transformation and business niche and a best-selling author of three books. She is not the typical business coach. She is a clairvoyant and she uses her extraordinary abilities to support her clients in addition to business and marketing strategies. Hi, Eugenia. Welcome to Trina Talk. Thank you for having me here. I'm very glad to be here. I am so excited to have you with me. Um, I'm just looking at your bio and I was so um, impressed and amazed to talk with you because you are, I've only had one other person who was a clairvoyant on the show Um, and I just love it. And sometimes it scares me because I'm like, okay, what do they think about me? (laughs) But um, you're a business strategist, you're a messaging energetics coach and a best-selling author. Now, before we get into all of that, I usually start off by asking my guests to tell the listeners who you are and what made you the Eugenia that you are today. Wow, that's a great question. Well, I would say what made me me is probably two things. One is the connection to non-physical reality, because that makes life very different just from understanding the meaning of things that are non-physical. And Second is that I am the type of a person that does what it takes, whatever it takes, until it takes when I have a vision. And my vision has always been helping people live the life that they are meant to live instead of whatever these layers they got of conditioning, programming, imprinting, all the shoots of how I should be and what it should look like and what my career should be, how many children I should have, where should I live and all these things that we get from other people. And because I could see reality beyond this reality, I tend to see when somebody is off (laughs) in what they're doing. And it's almost painful to perceive that. And since I was very young, I was always kind of blurting out to people like, hey, that's, you know, you should be doing this instead of that, or that's not the way for you to do it. And eventually I made a you know life out of that and I love working with businesses because I've always been myself an entrepreneur and I just enjoy that, that freedom of creating your own destiny by your own choice and doing it your own way so the 
people I attract are the ones who also want to do it in that manner. They're not looking for some, you know, structure out there to tell them how to make money or something. They're looking for ways to truly be themselves fully and show up in their life in all that glory, that the brilliance of who they are. And sometimes it's hard to articulate. Sometimes they don't quite know how to apply it onto business they have. And they know that it should be in their business, but they don't know how. Sometimes they're running their life and their business in a way that kind of shrinks them. So me seeing that and almost hurting from just seeing how off sometimes people are, I ended up going into doing more and more of that work with clients over the years. And this is eventually, you know, what ended up here. <laughs> wow. You know, that's so amazing. And, you know, it's funny, I guess we're going to have to have a session, you know, together or for me. But you said you, as a little girl, you always had that um, gift. Yes. And, you know, your gift is to actually help people live their fullest life, to live their potential. And you really started helping um, people with their businesses. What what got you onto that road? I mean, what was it that was that thing that you said, you know what, I have this gift and this is how I want to use it? I think it's more like the gift used me. I don't think I've ever made a decision what to do with it. I started seeing clients when I was 14 years old. So people were coming, people were paying me money, people wanted to have answers and solutions, um, which was kind of opposite of my external social life because I was not popular. Let's just say I was heavily bullied and I was not a typical kid. So I was like secretly sought after for my ability while externally kind of pushed out. So it just sort of ended up becoming my life that that's where I felt most of myself, being able to do that work with people where I'm just directly saying what I'm seeing instead of having to play the social game, which I don't do very well. So instead of small talk and pretending and being socially cool, which I never was, I ended up just being real and true to the vision that I had. And then I guess somehow people felt it, saw it, but it started to happen very early on and I couldn't get away from it. I tried. I've tried to be an artist. I've tried to do other things and it just kept happening. And as far as like, how did I ended up being a business coach of all things? Mm -hmm. Well, partially because I've always been in business. Like I've always made money. I literally, I don't think I've ever had a business that was not profitable because I tune in and do it my way. Right. So People notice people always that had some sort of a business venture or something wanted to know, like, how how can I do this better? Like, how is it that you're doing it and you seem to be hitting the right things and I'm doing like 200 things and nothing's working. So even when I was very young, I ended up working with a lot of people, not as a business coach per se. I didn't know what I was doing from that standpoint. I knew that what I was advising was you know, this is how you need to speak about it, or this is where you think you should be going, but actually, no, instead, look at that. That's something you're afraid of, but that's more true. That's the thing for you, and so on. And then they would be saying to me stuff like, oh, thank you so much for helping me with my positioning or with my messaging or with the business strategy. I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing? (laughs) Like, I didn't know that that's what it was. And you know, over the years, obviously, I've learned tons, and I've studied a lot of things. So I teach a lot of things from my own personal experience and just working with so many clients and seeing so many possibilities and angles of how something 
could be done, but that's how it ended up being more in the business direction is because those are the people I enjoy working with the most because I think entrepreneurs are naturally kind of freedom type of people. Like we dare, (laughs) we dare to go big. And that's very much in alignment with just my natural way of um, perceiving that aligned place in a person. So people who in my world were the most aligned were not the ones who typically had jobs um, or who typically were, let's say, stay in home moms. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It just weren't really like my kind of people, but the people who kind of dare to do something, mm-hmm. some venture, like artists, writers, writers healers, um, conscious people, leaders of communities, they always wanted help, but they couldn't get traditional help because those people, they already at the consciousness level where they don't need therapy. And a lot of times, typical business education, they also don't need. Mm-hmm. They need something else, but it's not like, help me find my purpose. They already know their right. purpose, but they also bumping into a lot of things that they almost don't even know where they're from. Like a lot of times when I bring something up to a person, they say like, okay, this is what I'm working with. I really need to break through this. Mm. And I listen and then I say, okay, this is not even an issue. Like what the actual issue is that. And that's like completely like, oh my God, I didn't even know that existed. (laughs) So then we work with something else, like whatever the actual issue is. And then the current problem just ceases to exist. A lot of times you don't have to resolve problems the way you think you do. A lot of things I do is practical linear strategy, but also paired with nonlinear quantum creation. So those two things together generate a very different experience. Women of color in tech feel excluded, isolated, and treated as though they are invisible. We have to work twice as hard and be twice as good to get noticed. I help women of color in tech get past imposter syndrome, Navigate the obstacles in the tech workplace and advance in their careers by being confident, showing up authentically, and negotiating the pay and promotions they deserve so that they can represent and remain in tech. If you are a woman of color in tech and you're ready to take command of your career path, then Tech Trifecta is for you. It's my private coaching program and is now open. Enroll today at tlmintl.link forward slash tech trifecta. Wow. And that is very interesting to me because I'm a person that I've, I want to work in my purpose and be true to myself. And it's funny because you were saying how, you know, we think we should fit in this box with business and we should follow all of these different rules Um, and standards. And it's funny because you're actually looking within someone to say, okay, no, you shouldn't do this this way, or you should go about it that way. When we're all taught that, okay, this is what you do. You go, you know, you write the business plan, you do this, you do that. This is step, 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 step. Um, How do you get someone like me to move forward, because like I said, we've been conditioned, right? You know, this is the first thing you do. This is when you, you you know you have a purpose. So like, I know I have a purpose. I know I want to be true to myself. I know my purpose is to, you know, help others and an impact. How do I go beyond that um, to get to that beyond the, you know, oh, you have to take these classes. You know, people want to see that, you know, you have so many letters behind your name and certifications. How do you work with people like that? 
Well, most of the time, what I find is that there is a big difference between um, basing your confidence and a drive to go forward on something you have learned, like your skill, something you got trained in, versus basing it on your true soul expertise, which has absolutely nothing to do with anything you have learned in this lifetime. So that's something that we all bring with us. Like there's nobody who doesn't have it. It just looks very different in different people and can show up differently and be applied differently depending on the person and what they're doing. So usually the first thing I would do with any anybody who comes into my world would be to refocus them as to what is actually their soul expertise because out of that comes out the true drive and then out of that comes out the true confidence. Now, once you got that, mm. no letters behind your name or whatever even relevant because nobody's ever going to ask. Nobody right. really going to care. The only thing they care about is when you show up, do you show up embodiment-wise, powerful mm. with who you are? Or do you show up with, let me prove myself. Let me tell you. See, I've studied this. I've studied right. this. And I can back it up with that educational thingy that I've, I've done. Mm-hmm. So that makes a very big difference in the energetics of a person. So... To answer your question, the beginning point is what are you actually doing here? Like what's your natural soul expertise? Mm -hmm. Then we can marry that to the things, let's say, you've studied and learned and whatever, which usually are one way or another linked to it, Mm -hmm. unless somebody just follows what their parents told them. But usually they are linked one way or another. And then from that, we see, okay, what do you want to create? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to get there. So like what are you actually looking for? What's the vision? And usually I make the vision bigger. That's part of like I see timelines and possibilities. So one of the things I do with my clients is when they tell them, tell me like, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. I look at that and we go like, okay, let's move it further along in the timeline. What if it's also that? What if it's that? And then we get to the place that's unreasonable. It's Mm -hmm. like, were you dare to just dream? It does not mean it's going to happen in this lifetime, but it means it can Because if somebody can envision something and really, truly feel it, that means it's possible for them. That means it's possible for them in this lifetime. And that means they can actually have that happen. But until somebody dares to dream, which most of us conditioned, no, 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 because then you might be disappointed or how, you know, who are you? Who do you think you are? And all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So cleaning all that up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and pairing that with the true soul expertise. Wow. And you and I noticed you said soul expertise. What exactly is that? It's an innate quality that uh, each person has that um, based on other lifetimes. So that might be odd for some people to hear, but the way I see things, nobody just has one life. As a human being in this lifetime, of course, your personality, you're the only one. Like there was never you in somewhere else. But your essence has been in other experiences. So all those experiences, you learn something. Mm -hmm. Every experience you had, you learn something. That something gets put together into, you can think of it like a library, like a storage. So when you come into this life, You don't come in empty and now you're like empty book and you're just like filling in the pages. You actually come in with a lot of written things in there and then you're rewriting it, you're modifying it, you're clearing what works, you're amplifying it, what doesn't, you're clearing out and so on. But there is an initial something 
I always joke about this, like we come in with two suitcases. One suitcase is all the soul expertise, the good stuff we have learned, the power. And another one suitcase of karma, like all the lessons, <laughs> all the things we need to deal with. Yeah. So those two suitcases, we have to handle. There is no way around that. Most people try to avoid both yeah. all their lives. Yeah. And this is why they do stuff that they don't want to do. And then they think, why is their life so hard? Yeah. Because they're not handling the things that they brought in. So to answer your question, what is soul expertise? That's what is innately already known to you. So as an example, somebody might get constantly comments on like, I just don't know why I tell you my secrets. Like I barely know you. Like I had that a lot. Like that's one of my things that I would be sitting in the airport with somebody speaking for, I don't know, 10 minutes between the flights and they tell me stuff. And then they say like, I can't believe I just told you that. Like my sister doesn't even know it or something. That's a innate intimacy code. So that's part of my soul expertise. Somebody else's soul expertise might be the type of a nurturance that their natural self exudes. So then people around them just feel calmer, just feel better. Mm -hmm. Like they always say like, oh my God, I just got to hang out with you. Can I just go hang out with you even if it's for like 10 minutes? Because I know I'll just calm down. I'll feel better. Now that person is not doing anything to calm the other person. Just like I'm not doing anything to get somebody to tell me secrets. It's an innate thing that you have. Now, figuring out, it's not just one thing. Obviously, it's a composite mm -hmm. of, I'm just giving an example. When you know what that is, and then that is utilized in whatever it is that you're choosing to do, especially if you're an entrepreneur, that it's mm -hmm. kind of woven into your business. Like, let's say... I'm a visionary, so I naturally see what's possible. That's woven into my business. I help my clients do that. Um, I have some clients who naturally connect to the power of fire element and then able to embody it. Now, it's not a packageable, sellable thing, really. I mean, what do you do with that? But if it's applied to, let's say, parenting, that creates a very specific way of handle boundaries and in relationships, let's say, and so on. So any kind of a expertise, no matter how unusual it is, could be applied to something that we're doing. Hmm. Makes sense. Makes very good sense. And I know you, you one of your, your uh, main focuses is to help coaches and entrepreneurs, like you said, so that they can stop like working so hard and work smarter. Tell us about what you do and how you help the, um, coaches get on to their feet to make the money instead of worrying about, okay, I need to create this or get these. Just tell us about all that. Well, typically, like if I would say it in one short line, I would say I help people make, get paid for their soul mm -hmm. work. Like whatever it is that their soul wants them to do, they don't have to just do it as a hobby. They can right. literally make a business out of it and get paid for it. And that's why I ended up working with coaches, healers, mentors, leaders, anybody whose business is based on who they are and what they directly do with their um, clients. That's why I typically don't work with like, let's say a hair salon, like it's a, still a business owner, entrepreneur, but that's not kind of my thing because that's based more on the product. Um, what I work with is more like when somebody has a um, idea of what they want to do, but maybe like they come into me and they say like, okay, I'm a life coach. Mm -hmm. Well, there's like dime a dozen, right? Like right. life coach is a common thing, but what kind of a life coach are you? Yeah. So then we start figuring out like, what is it that you actually are? And then we might find out she's, let's say, um, a catalyst for a specific transformation. 
So she's that kind of a coach, or she's a um, alchemist that helps somebody turns trauma into lesson or something. Mm -hmm. Like those are all variations. So this is what I do with my clients. I specialize in helping coaches and healers and mentors who are already seeing paying clients who know that they're good at what they do, but they want to expand to that higher ticket market, not just for the money, but for the depths of service. Mm -hmm. They have a vision of what they want to do and how they want to serve their soul work, but they just have no idea how to get there. They either don't have business strategy or they cannot clearly articulate the value of their work. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of using generic terms or they might, um, not even value what they actually doing and putting forward kind of like what you were saying a lot of the like stuff they studied or certification and hiding behind all of that right. and not actually showing up fully but they know the demand for bigger things yeah so i help them save years of pressure and forcing themselves into strategies that are cookie cutter and they usually don't work and they feel like they trap you and they don't fit and instead align everything that you do in yourself, in your life, in your business to your soul design. That wow. is the way of utilizing the soul expertise, utilizing how you made wow. this lifetime and utilizing that mission, like what you're here to do wow. in a way that feels good, in a way that actually generates money for you. Right. And this is also about upgrading who you are to premium level. It's like wow. premium is not just about slapping a lot of zero on a program and saying, okay, now it costs more. It's about actually being a premium coach, being a premium mentor. And then of course the price tag goes up because you are at the different frequency. So that's also what I teach my clients how to do, like how to upgrade their presentation essentially and who they are in their life, including personal development mm -hmm. to the next level of themselves. So that's the premium level. And then from that place, they get to do their work and get paid well for that. Like my clients have programs for, you know, I think the minimum would be 6,000. Mm -hmm. So 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 and so on. That's not a common thing. That's like 1% of coaching industry right. who even able to charge that. And I find that a lot of times people are actually really good at what they do, mm -hmm. but they just don't know the packaging of it to be able to get to the level of being well in business. They, mm. they like well at what they do. They're great teachers maybe, but they're not necessarily good business owners because right. they were avoiding it because it didn't fit them. Hence the strategies that the cookie cutter that they might've learned by taking a class or something and then felt like, oh God, I cannot do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that just feels awful. Well, there are ways to do whatever needs to be done for business, but do so in a way that's in alignment with one soul design. And that's what I help my clients with. Wow. I mean, I'm loving all of this because it's like you're speaking to me personally, because that's my journey. And when you when you work with someone, how how what is the percentage? And, and, and I'm not expecting you to have like exact numbers, but just what's the percentage of when someone comes to you? And they want you to work with them and help them that they're not working in their soul expertise at all. And but they've kind of gone and made a living, so to speak, in this wrong area. And, and how receptive are they when you tell them you shouldn't be doing this, you should be doing that for them to change? Well, generally, those would not be the people I would be attracting to okay. because my messaging is pretty clear that I want somebody who already kind of senses what their soul expertise okay. is. They may not label it this way, but they feel like, 
oh, I, I wish I could do this. I okay. want that. Or I always felt that. But then I'm doing this. Right. And I don't know how to either marry that or transform what I have into that. So those are the people I genuinely attract mm-hmm. um, that they already kind of on the path. They just don't know how to go to the next level. The ones you're talking about, um, there are plenty, actually, of people who are doing things based on their education mm-hmm. instead of showing up. They usually not necessarily my typical client, but those are the ones who would require much more work, mm. I would say, in almost like therapy mentoring gotcha. in helping them own the that they get to be something like themselves. Like it's a self-mastery thing. I work with people who are already spiritually mature to mm. a certain degree, like they haven't just picked up a self-help book right. yesterday. They have been on this journey sometimes for years mm-hmm. and they internally have certain degree of mastery. Mm-hmm. What I find often though, to answer your question is there is a split. Like over here, I'm journaling, meditating. I'm having this energy downloads and consciousness and alignment. And it's awesome. And over here, I'm seeing clients for my life coaching. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are those two separate things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why are they not one? Right. And they not one, not because the person doesn't want them to be one, but because most of the time they don't think they can get paid for the thing that they are passionate about so they're doing the thing that they think they can get paid Paid for for. Mm -hmm. and it's still sort of in the area of what they want to do i mean it's not completely like doing accounting versus (laughs) this so it's still linked but it's um there's usually the issue is that well i couldn't possibly get paid let's say six thousand dollars for telling people how to connect to their energy guides. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, you're right. For that, you cannot get paid. But if it's packaged correctly as to what does connecting to the guides, you know, help this person with and why would they need it, then yeah, you can get paid that. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that a lot of people missing. They just kind of think like, okay, well, this is the kind of personal weird stuff I keep private. But over here is the thing that I know is good enough and also like, socially okay enough yeah (laughs) and i tend to kind of bring people out of their social norm into let's see what's possible like let's forget this whole mm, social structure and instead just do what we actually want and that's one of the questions i always ask people like if you knew you were safe if you knew it was allowed if you knew you could make all the money in the world you want from it what would you do Mm -hmm. Like if all the whatever fears you have, if you can like take them out, what would it be? Most people never go there. Like they don't dare to go that far because it's like, well, I don't know. I would, you know, connect to trees. Okay. Well, then I had somebody who actually was using tree magic to help businesses to create a better foundations. Like you can do anything, but you have to own that that has value. Right. The shift is in the value. If we don't own our gift, if we don't value it, why would anybody else? And most of the time, most people are conditioned not to value that stuff. Right. Because, well, that's intangible realm. Yeah, but really, all of this is an illusion anyway. Yeah. (laughs) None of this stuff is real. It's all consciousness and energy. And we have quantum physics to prove it. None of this stuff is real. We make it up as we go. So from that standpoint, why not make up something that actually fits you? Mm. And, And I'm sitting here and it's resonating with me because until probably a year or two ago, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, 
yes, this is what I would do. I'm good at that. But who would pay me for that? You know, why would, why would someone pay me for that? And then I had to build that confidence and was like, because I'm good. I, I know what I'm doing. And it's not that I have X amount of, you know, certifications behind my name. That's kind of like you were saying, I was innately, I'm doing that. And that's all my life. Someone has yeah. come up to me, like coaching people would say, well, hey, how would I handle this? What do you think about this? And, you know, at first I was thinking, who would who would pay me for that? Why, why would, you know, why would they do that? Um, but now I'm like, because oh, I have the experience, I have the life experience, the professional, all of this stuff. And I had to actually own that and step into that. And it's so funny because what I'm learning is, like you said, if you don't have the confidence and the value and think highly of yourself and that what you present and what you have is valuable, no one else will. And I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs struggle because just like I was saying, you don't think that it's like having a job and you're told to write your uh, performance evaluation. What have you done? A lot of times we miss some things that we we've done because we just think, oh, it was my job. I just did it. We don't think that it was something so special. Um, but those are the things that we should be keeping track of and should be um, feeling that that sets us apart. Exactly. One of the exercises I um, get my clients to do usually is to write down what they are getting paid for and the value next to it, which usually is too low anyway, mm-hmm. but they that's a different question. And then write down all the other things that you're doing that you're not getting paid for because it's not even talked about. Right. Like do your depths of caring mm-hmm. for the price tag on that. Your ability to truly listen. Yep. I mean, how many people out there who just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And they don't even remember you the next time you <laughs> have a call versus let's say you that really like live there with this person and feels everything and went deep with them and cared about them so much. We'll put a price tag on that. Great. Now let's do the next thing. What else do you do? Oh, you respond within five minutes or you respond in video. Okay, let's put a price tag on that. Oh, they have all the recordings, even not the ones you promised, but all of them. Great. Let's put a price tag on that and so on. And by the time we're done with that list, we then do a list. Okay, how is the value of like whatever you have done, like write down what is the changes in their life, let's say, after working with you for three months or something. And then let's look at what would be the value of that in money. Because mm. money is tangible. Right. Like, oh, okay, so by working with you, they did not have to spend 10 years in therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay, what would be the price tag on that? Or by working with you, they just avoided a pricey divorce. Yeah. How about that? Or by working with you, they just... um owned their boundaries and because of it were able to save themselves so much uh pain of let's say whatever going on in their workplace or the entrepreneurs and like how they connect with people great put the price tag on that by the time we're done that number becomes like five hundred thousand or some <laughs> you know some huge number right. and i know it sounds silly but really if you truly do this right. with like hundred questions the number is huge yeah. with lots of zeros and then we kind of go back to like, okay, so now imagine you're charging 7000 for what you do. Right. And they're like, oh, like I'm totally not getting paid for all the value I'm giving. And it's like, yeah, nobody says go charge 500000 Right. But you have to almost like give it a tangible thing. It's not about money. None of it is ever about money. It's about, you know, being you. Mm-hmm. But we connect value that's intangible to something that is tangible. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's much easier to see that you're actually worth it and way more. I, I love that. I really love that because, again, that's something that I learned because you always hear people say, well, um, how, how much are you charging for this? And how did you come up with that number? And I started saying, well, my time, the time that I'm putting and investing in speaking with you, the time that I respond to you, the time that afterwards I'm doing work in this. So all of this adds up because, you know, you right. have people that say, well, oh, did you, you know, go to such a such a certification program or this or that? And it's like, no, it's not based on that. It's based on me, what I'm giving you and my time and how I work with you and how I respond. And like you said, they're intangible things, but they have value. They have, you know, a worth to them. And I don't think a lot of people understand that, that it's not just, oh, well, you know, you're charging me for an hour. That was only an hour. No, there's a lot that goes into that hour. You're you're just looking at the clock, but you're not thinking about everything that leads up to that hour and after that hour. Well, yeah. And I always say, like, if let's say somebody charges, let's say 10000 for an hour consult. Now, they are at the level where that makes sense mm-hmm. in their business. And let's say somebody signs up. Like, what you can do with me in an hour of time, I can reconstruct your life, your business and everything because of the years of expertise and application of my gift. Mm-hmm. You're not paying for an hour. You're paying right. for all the past that allows me to do what I do in an hour mm-hmm. versus somebody who can do maybe 1% of what I do in an hour. Right. Then that would not be very much in integrity to charge 10000 for it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the things you're saying, too, brings to mind also the type of a client. So there is a lower level client mm-hmm. and a premium level client. Right. And by lower, I don't in any way mean judgment. There's no right. value attachment. There's just different kind of people. Right. Lower level client are the people who are in pain, who are looking for a solution to the pain. And once the pain is resolved, they're done. Yeah. They're not interested in journey of any kind. They literally just want to solve a problem. Yeah. And majority, I would say 90% of marketing out there today is to that yes. category, yes. which God bless them, but that's not what I do. And that's not what I teach my clients. Yes. So in that category is where you have to do a lot of convincing is where a lot of the hammering on the pain points happen in mm. order to make a point. This is where there's a lot of proving. This is where also there are a lot of very kind of salesy strategies mm. to, to get people to almost like guilt them into right. choosing right. to do something and so on. So that area also requires huge number of people to work with. Like, you know, people will generate millions of dollars working in that clientele, they usually have lists of, you know, 100,000 people on their email lists and so on. Like they have to have huge inflow and constant turnover in order to make any money. And usually the product or the offer is low. And even then people would be arguing over the price. So, and really it (laughs) takes the same amount of energy to sell something that's $200, $2,000 or $20,000. Yes. Literally, just you still have to show up. You still have to talk. You still have to, you know, create whatever you're doing marketing wise. It still takes the same amount of energy. What is different, though, is not just how confident you are, because no matter how confident you are, if you're selling it to the lower level market, it's never going to work. Right. So the other side, the premium client, that's like think of it like the top 10 percent mm-hmm. of people 
that again no value judgment here but these are the people who already done some work they already done therapy they already taken courses they already studied their own solution to it and probably had other coaches mentors and whatever helping them they now the place where they not in an acute problem they now in a place where they realize all right this is a lifelong journey this this issue is just something that is part of my life and i want to keep upgrading keep finding more masterful way of handling it and i have some ideas that i want and every time i want to go there maybe i bump into that issue that even though i kind of work on it it's still there so that's a very different kind of a person that's not somebody with acute pain looking for a quick fix that's somebody who is looking to invest in themselves to arrive to a different level of themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they want to be more of them. Right. They don't want you to tell them how to be. They, they want to already be who they are, but have somebody maybe open them up more or catalyze them or, or um, activate them. Yes. That's a premium level client. Those people usually to some extent have their life together too, because right. of course, certain level of internal work goes with not having your life a total mess. So that means they financially stable that does not mean they have tons of money but you know they're stable they're not in struggle their family life is usually somewhat stable they have somebody who supports them you know emotionally and Mm -hmm. so on their job career or business is also in some level not a hurricane like they got their life to be sort of matching their internal journey now those people it's not about money and this is where there's no proving or having to convince or anything this is where Marketing becomes much more about talking to that kind of a person from the place where they are at instead of talking to the lower level people. And when you're speaking to a premium person, you are helping them to be more of themselves. You're guiding them to the next version of themselves. That's very different than just like fixing an issue or a problem or a pain. And when you're working with premium level market, um, obviously the price tag is higher, but that's not the only thing that makes it premium. The majority is actually about you get committed people yes. who truly don't care about the letters after your name. They care yes. about, do I resonate with you? Do yes. I trust you? Do I feel like you're my kind of person? And if I do, I don't care about anything. Right. I mean, you might've never gone to school about any of it, but I feel what you're saying and I need that. Right. <laughs> that's what I feel like, like will get me there. Great. Those are the people that mm, look very different in how we converse with them and what we do with them. So a lot of times people kind of business owners, coaches and healers sabotage their marketing yeah. by talking to the lower level market, trying to sell a high level program. Yes. And they wonder why that doesn't work. Yeah. And and I'm so glad you, you mentioned that because I know when I first started, um, you know, I had people saying, oh, just create a $97 course. And I'm like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not looking for the person who's going to buy a $97 course, you know, like you, I'm like, I'm premium. I want premium. Well, you have to start somewhere. And I'm thinking, well, it takes the same amount of energy to go for the premium person as well as the person that you're going to say, okay, this person is going to buy the $97 course. It's like, why, why would I waste my energy there? And yeah. And I think there's so many people out there and so many, so much chatter. I call it chatter. So much chatter out there to say, oh, well, just do it this way. Oh, and you can, you know, get, you know, make more money this way. And now it's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about when I was saying about the soul design. Mm-hmm. There's so much chatter about 
how you should do it. And chances are none of that is aligned to who you are, right. especially if you're having this internal allergic reaction, yes. kind of like what you're saying. Somebody says, go do this course. And you're like, eh, like it's just crunchy. It doesn't yes. feel right. That That's the truth. That's your energy field, the energetics telling you not the way to go for me. Right. So premium level, I mean, somebody, if they know what they do, if they're good at it, they can start at the premium level. Mm-hmm. It's just their premium level might be like 6,000 or something like mm-hmm. that, not 20. Right. But it's still, why not start there? Get some testimonials, get some confidence and like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing. Great, then upgrade your fee. But still choosing to work as a premium coach or mentor is much more about who you're choosing to work with yes. than just the price tag on how much you want to charge. Yes, yes. Oh, Thank you for saying that. I'm so glad you said that because, like I said, it's just so many people out there that are giving this information out that, oh, you should start here and work your way up. And it's and it's like, no. And, and for me, that did not resonate with me. That did not speak to me because I was going, why would I do that when I, I know what I know and I have a value on it and I know I can bring value. Why would I do that? So that never really felt good to me. And I know a lot of people, that's what they were doing. And I was just thinking, okay, how many $97 courses do you have to sell to get to where you want to be? And I was just like, yeah, I don't want to be that person. Just don't want to be that person. Yep. That is totally the case with so many people who start by doing one-on-one appointments they get good at it but then they're afraid to transition to the next level because they go like well but like these people pay me hundred dollars how can i charge let's say five thousand well you can but you have to actually upgrade who you are and how you're presenting it so Mm -hmm. there's definitely some work needed which is what i do but this thing you said too is that when you selling a lower level product, it's implied that you're working with the people who might actually argue about $97 course because they, they might ask for a payment plan of three payments of $33 or something. And you kind of like going, oh my God, right? <laughs> so when we're creating something, um, unless you have a huge audience already, and let's say you can have a course for $97, right. but purchased by 10,000 people right. at once. And then you just go through the course. That's doable. And that's yes. what a lot of masculine strategies are. And I would only recommend women starting at that level. If they truly have no experience yet, like if they don't know what they meant to do, whatever, they just kind of generally want to help people. They have some skill. And this is what they want to package. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Start there. But if you kind of like you yourself, when you feel like, oh, my God, what I offer is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see how much value that is. And I want to work with committed people. Right. And to me, it was always about I don't want to just see somebody and then they disappear and then right. they show up six months later. I want to be in somebody's life to really create an impact, to see the transformation. Mm-hmm. Because being in my energy field and connected to me also is part of the journey, right? So that means there's certain duration to it. That's not one appointment. It now becomes three uh, or four months or six months or a year, even depending on the type of a program. That all changes who you marketing it to. Because somebody who's interested in $97 course will never be interested in a six month program. Oh, no matter exactly. what the price tag is, even if it was $97. That's so funny. That's so true. So true. Oh my goodness. 
tell us about your books, because I know you have several books. Tell us about those. Yeah, I have three books. Uh, one is Mission Alpha, which is from about 10 years of me teaching Transcension Method, which is about personal mastery. So Mission Alpha is essentially like taking all the school that I used to have and putting all that curriculum into a book. It's a heavy reading, but it's like if you're a mature spiritually person, oh, my God, it's going to blow your mind in understanding everything there is to know about your energy system. That's the first book. Um, then Awakening the Harmony Within, that's my second book that's sort of a um, upgrade to this one, like it's the next level and some transformational techniques that could be applied and so on. And my third book is um, about Sekhmet, The Secret of Sekhmet. Sekhmet is Egyptian goddess uh, with a lion face, so a lot of people might know her that way. It's a lion-faced woman. Um, she is actually energetically a person and that uh, brings my memories of the past life I had in Egypt during the time of Akhenaten and Nefertiti and overlapping with Quintia. So the book is written from my memories on what was going on during that period. And it uses the story of this goddess Sekhmet as the overarching sort of line of um, it's an adventure. It's a uh, historically correct um, novel. Um, a lot of archaeologists that I know and scientists, Egyptologists were saying like the DNA analysis and whatever else also all agrees with my book. So it's like it's literally historical. And when you're reading it, it's like you're walking in the ancient Egypt, like I'm very visual. So I'm describing it like a movie. But at the same time, it's an adventure story. So it has like something going on in there. And I literally had people who said like, oh my God, Eugenia, for three days, I couldn't put the book down. I'm done in three days. It's this thick. Wow. I'm done in three <laughs> days because it was like amazing. I, I couldn't sleep. I had to read it. So it's a page turner. Oh, wow. And that's a, it's a novel versus the typical educational, but it is bringing spiritual conscious message of the ancient Egypt through the story. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to have to write those down because I'm going to have to check those out. Those sound <laughs> very interesting. Oh, my goodness. Are you ready for our questions? Sure. Okay, because, yeah, I, you and I can talk forever. So I want to move move along so that, you know, we're not just stuck there. Okay, so here we go. Who or what motivates you? My internal compass. I get very clear, inner, intuitive hits about things, and they amplify the vision of where I'm going. And that's what I listen to, and that becomes the motivation. Even like if something is very difficult, but I get that thing, I know it's the right thing, and that drives me to go there. Mm. What demotivates you? <sighs> Unconscious, stupid people who are irresponsible and ghost or just don't show up when it's just sometimes hard to have faith in humanity when you just see like oh my god you couldn't respond to an email right. <laughs> stuff like that when was a time that something was said or done to hurt you but it worked for your good well there's so many um the most prom prominent one probably would be you know being in school when i was younger and I was heavily bullied. I, I was kind of seen as the, the crazy girl with some, you know, things out there and gypsy and whatever. Like I was judged a lot and pretty much had no friends and was pushed out. But at the same time, because of that, I've learned to see my 
sensitivity and my gift as my power. And then I went on and pretty much like I could have decided like, oh, okay, so nothing's going to work out in my life. Or I could decide, screw this, I'm going to do it my way and watch me. And that's kind of where I went. So that was the motivator. Okay. What is your fear? What's my fear? Um, Probably being misunderstood. Like I'm a teacher at heart. So when I try to explain something and deliver the message. It's very important to me that the person gets the fullness of what I'm saying correctly. So sometimes when it doesn't land right, that's like, I I always try to watch for that. That's probably my biggest fear is that my words will be twisted into something. That's not what I said. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? No, I always do what I choose. Okay. So what about this? Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? No, there have been some educational choices. (laughs) 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 Let's just say that kind of were duds. Um, You know, like taking a course because marketing was so good and then looking at the actual material and recognizing "Mm, that was probably not the best choice. But I always look at everything as a lesson. So it's very hard for me to say like, something was wrong or somehow bad thing, because it's like even the bad thing, I tend to turn it into like, well, I always get what I came for. So I came here for apparently something different than what I thought I came for. So mm-hmm. great, let's figure out how to turn that into power. But I would say it's mostly educational choices. Wow. Because I, I tend to be very curious. So I study a lot in so many ways, anything from, you know, obviously coaching and spiritual stuff to, I mean, I studied physics, nuclear physics, cosmology, um, quantum <laughs> physics, uh, medicine, biology. I've been in a lot of territories. <laughs> yeah, I've t- I took physics in college, and I don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> so, so yeah, I yeah. Um, what is your definition of success? Um, living the life that lights you up and that is in a third dimension in a material plane supports you, you know, not just like going for the goal and dying in the process or sacrificing everything, but doing it, doing it your way, but in a way that you feel supported Mm -hmm. either through how much money you're making or how, what people you have in your life or support you hired or whatever, but not doing it by the like kind of a raw, just, no matter what kind of a thing, but by succeeding to me is, I mean, there are plenty of people who made a lot of money or plenty of people who got to the top, but then they burnt out or they died practically. So what I look at is like, okay, can you get there and have your dream and make it happen, but do it in a way that's congruent, that, that feels joyful, that feels peaceful in a sense internally, like you're aligned. That's, that would be my definition. I love it. How do you recharge? Meditate. I go into the theta state and I stay there for an hour or two. What are you awesome at? What am I awesome at? I'm awesome at taking complex problem and seeing the root of it. That is probably something the person didn't even know about. I can take something I didn't even know about the moment before. But if you ask me a question, there is the answer. Like I can zero in to whatever the root is in the way that I, I myself don't even know how I do it. Oh, wow. What legacy do you want to leave? 
helping people be in self-mastery. All the books, all the materials, all my teachings, everything that I'm putting out has to do with living consciously. And I know that's a term that's been kind of used a lot, but I literally mean it as in, in every moment, being aware of yourself and what's going on and align to your inner truth and that kind of thing. So all my, mm, everything I do in this lifetime is linked to bringing that into the world. So that's the legacy is all the people. I mean, I work with hundreds, if not thousands people by now in my life. And that's the main transformation is that they can say no matter what the material stuff was, but internally they feel more masterful. Wow. Eugenia, tell the listeners how they can connect with you if they want to work with you and what you have coming up. Yeah, um, the way that I work with my clients is um, if they are at this position of, okay, conscious coach or healer or mentor or leader, and they want to create their business in a soul aligned way so that they are speaking clearly about what is it they doing and so on. And they seeing paying clients, they are currently generating some income between maybe three and 10,000 or so. And they want to get to that stable 10 and beyond. I have a program called conscious future. It's a mastermind. So we literally create conscious future. We utilize the quantum field and we utilize solid business and marketing strategies. And it's customized to each person's unique soul design. So it's a hybrid between private and a group. And that way you get to upgrade your business and your life to that level of premium that we were just talking about today and to get paid for your soul work and get paid well. So that's how I work with people. If you want to um, know more about my story and what is possible, like see examples of some of my clients and so on. I have a webinar recorded for that. That's a um, soul, um, soul strategy webinar. Um, so that's the one that will allow you to understand how you actually attract those high ticket clients that are willing and happily pay you the money that we were talking about, at least 5,000 and more, and do so in a way that even if you don't feel right now like you're already a premium level coach, even if you know you're an expert, but you're like not a high end kind of a person yet, and you don't know what that means, it does not mean glorified pictures on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It does not mean being a Facebook star or something like that. It does not mean any of those things. It's actually about personal mastery. And then from that place with the soul expertise showing up. So soulstrategywebinar.com, that's the link that will allow you to sign up for that webinar and which to understand how that is possible for you. Wow. Well, thank you, Eugenia, for being on Trina Talk. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. I've learned so much and just the business uh, wisdom that you just shared with our listeners. I know they're going to go away with it because people are not telling this. And this is what I love because you actually spoke the real, the truth on what people are not hearing, because I didn't hear that until years later. Um, so I really thank you and I appreciate you for doing that. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. And this is what I deeply care about is to let people know that if you are that person that kind of Mm, secretly thinks you actually meant for bigger things and one that was why am I still here like I know it's got to mm -hmm. be bigger than that but 
probably does not know how to get there, but you know you got something, you know that you're an expert in some way, even if it's maybe not as defined. And when you're speaking with people or working with people, they are like practically writing you love notes about how awesome you are. That means you got that thing. And if you can envision, you can make it happen. You just need business strategy, marketing strategy, positioning and messaging and all those things that are businessy but also the quantum creation, the nonlinear stuff that matches it to your unique soul design. So I'm so glad that I got to talk about this here. And thank you so much, Trina, for having me here. I want to thank my guests for being on the show. And I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. And don't forget to tune in next week.